The Sharks return home for the first time in nearly a month, hoping to improve on their worst home record in the league and almost get shit out. We'll break down this one, the heartbreaks, the sweets, and whether or not Timo or Eric Carlson have been traded yet. This is Teal Town After Dark. Good evening, everyone. Happy Valentine's Day to those who celebrate. It is February 14th, 2023, for those who don't. And the Sharks' heartbreak. The crowd of over 13,000 at the Shark Tank to see the Penguins become victorious. As we welcome you to Teal Town After Dark, this is your live interactive Sharks post game. We do this after every game, as always. So if you want to be part of the show, chat with us and fellow Sharks fans on the page or the app. Of course, follow us on the social, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, SoundCloud, Reddit, Discord, TikTok. Find everything at tealtownusa.com. And if you want to support the pod, of course, hit us up on Venmo at tealtownusa or leave a super chat donation in the YouTube chat. It is once again us, Puck Guy and Ian. Ian, bud, how are you? Um, you say heartbreak, but you know it seemed like the the fans in attendance were pretty enjoying themselves. Pretty loud, raucous, pro Pittsburgh. I don't know. Yeah, I mean there was a lot of Pittsburgh. There was heartbreak. Crowds. I don't think so. If you're wearing teal, I mean, it just seems like it was a a rough go at it uh, on this evening to see the Sharks 5, 12, and 7. I guess now 5, 13, and 7. Only the Sharks in Anaheim are at single-digit wins for at home. Uh, It was their first home game since, you know, January 18th. And, um, you know, th- this is a team that knocked off Pittsburgh right before the uh, their bye week in the All-Star break. And But Pittsburgh's got something to play for. I mean, they're... Yeah. They're, I, I mean, look, it's the battle of animals and triangles. I'm not wrong. You're, you're, you're not wrong. <laughs> I mean, that right there. I mean, they're, who is the dominant animal in a triangle? And tonight it was the Pittsburgh Penguins. Would it be the the dominant am, animal holding a hockey stick or the dominant animal biting a hockey stick? Well, I mean, sharks don't have hands. So, well, they, yeah, I mean, well, unless you're talking about Sharky, but, you know, I, I digress. I don't. <laughs> uh, Pittsburgh 2-6-3 and three in their last 11 games on the road. Dell gets the start. Kacken still dealing with a head injury. Kevin LeBanc gets into the lineup because Gadjevich is out. So <laughs> plays like five minutes. You know, how uh, much? Actually, I want to see. I want to see the updated. How uh, much did he play tonight? Take a look because it's. I, I'm, I'm I'm going right now. It, it seems like it's inquiring uh, minds want to know. Um, I will start by saying this though. I'm really upset that the Sharks scored because I'm like it's Valentine's Day. The Sharks are gonna try really hard and not score. I could do so many things with that on air and. No, Timo Meyer 
had to rob me of it, you know. <laughs> Can't have nice things. Thanks, Timo Meyer. Well, and you know, with the loss, we might have nice things. Well, and, maybe. Uh, regulation loss. 551. Should... God. Amazing. Wow. And and yet was a minus one on, on the Yeah, of night. course. I mean that's that's on you can't be a minus one. That's it's unexceptional. You gotta be part of the solution, not part of the problem. I mean the the sharks I mean, they don't have anybody else scratch wise on there. It's you know, two goaltenders and Nick Chichek as Dell would play this game, uh as Kokinen would get some rest, Reimer uh, still ill, and Chichek, um, well, because he's Nick Chichek, you know, lesser the evils on defense. Uh, early on, you know, you, you saw Shark Killer Ricard Raquel do it again, his 19th of the season to make it one nothing. Um, what did you take early on in this game? Because I, I thought the Sharks, I, I thought the Sharks played well, even. Dare I say, even outplay the Penguins in this one? Yeah, I mean, like I said, like I wanted to start the show by talking about like the Sharks trying hard and not scoring, um, which, you know, hey, guys, we've all been there on Valentine's Day. Um... <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's where you were going with that. Okay. Yeah, I was, you know, whatever. Timo Meyer ruined it. I mean, not Timo Meyer's probably never had that problem in his entire life. Look at the dude. Um, but. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> uh, yeah. No. Um. Look. That. I. Yeah. I thought they. They started off the game well enough. Um. You know. I thought. Yeah. I. You know. They. They. They started off well enough. I. The play where the goal goes in. I was a little bit surprised the Sharks didn't challenge here. Now I. I'm. I'm not super grumpy about them not challenging because I'm not confident enough that. You. You know after that review is over that they're not just going to be down for two men immediately after allowing a goal um, for two minutes rather. Um, so I, I don't know. I'm surprised. I didn't think there was enough there to, to call it back, but I'm still kind of surprised Quinn just kind of threw his hands up like, yeah, whatever, keep playing. For those who are Niner fans are probably thinking the same thing like Kyle Shanahan, during the NFC Championship game, but uh, he's like, eh, maybe that's a little meh. So, yeah, I, I thought they played fairly well. Uh, to, you know, Benia would take a hooking call later in the period. Nothing really else. Had some good chances, but just couldn't bury them. Casey DeSmith, uh, have a night, you know. Yeah. I mean, a heck of a night. Uh, what was it? Uh, why can't I pull it up? You know, uh, 38 saves. 39 to, yeah, 38, 39 to 28 were the yeah. shots on goal for the Sharks. Yeah. Like the Sharks had time and they had time in the in the offensive zone. They had their chances. They just couldn't solve Casey to Smith, which is something that not many teams will have said previously. But, you know, it is what it is. Sometimes a goalie has a good night. Aaron Dell, I thought, had a great night, all things yeah. considered. Yeah, I mean, he, he had... Uh, 24 saves on 26 shots. Uh, kept the guys in the game. I mean, he had a he had a number of uh, uh, stops on Sidney Crosby. Even though Crosby had a three point night, I, I think he, he played really solid. Uh, and, and you know we talk about the Raquel goal, but the you know the Gensel goal in the second period became you know a little controversial there as as. Gensel gets a high stick, no call, of course. 
and then you know open net because Dell's looking the other way and got distracted by Couture. Well, everyone got well. Yeah, I think Couture was it Couture that got hit with the stick. Yeah, because I thought you know it was probably a high stick and it probably should have been a penalty. But I also think like you know play to the whistle and I think Couture may have oversold that a little bit. Um, he but... never. Oh, you're right. You would never. <laughs> Captain Grumpy Pants would never oversell anything. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think he kind of oversold it. And obviously, Crosby's the threat. So everyone kind of went to Crosby like it was Little League, you know, where everyone just kind of goes to the puck. Uh, and obviously, that's what happens. You know, everyone goes to one player and that leaves four other players open. And, you know, sure enough, Gensel gets the puck and scores. Again, like if I'm the Sharks, I have a, I, I'm, I have a gripe here for sure. But I don't, man, I don't care. I'm just <sighs> these, these, these shows are going to get so are going to get so difficult to do as we just wander down to oblivion. We're, we're what, what is this game fifty five? We got twenty seven more of these, but. 27 we this is kind of the two-thirds poll if i'm not mis- if i my math is correct and i was always told there would be no math on this show but uh yeah i i don't blame you you know uh but you know, that makes it to nothing uh, little shaky calls here and there uh but again Casey Smith holding holding off the Sharks. Hell, Randy was already getting early on on trying to jinx uh, Casey to Smith like in the second period, breaking it. Oh, his first shutout was against the Ottawa Senators. Like, damn. All right, cool, cool. I uh, you know. Uh... <laughs> Again, that does that surprise me? No, the Ottawa Senators have been terrible forever. There, there, there are teams where. They'd be like, "Oh man, Casey DeSmith got the better of us," and Ottawa being among those teams does not surprise me. Oh, yeah, oh, totally. Uh, third period, you know, the Sharks would would get get uh, runs here and there. I thought uh, they were trying to give it a chance, and then of course Timo Meyer decides to say, "Screw this, I'm ending the shutout myself." Gets an unassisted goal to you know gets us all excited. The teaser goal, as as we call it around here, makes it two one. Uh, what did you think of the of Timo's goal and and uh, boosting his trade value a bit more? I, I mean, Timo Meyer is great. I don't think anything he does or doesn't do now is going to affect his trade value at this point. I think his based on the season he's had, his trade value is never. I don't think it's going to be higher um, than it is now um, because obviously you have the flexibility of. If you sign him, you have the flexibility of trying to extend him to a deal of, to your liking, right? Whereas if you wait until he signs his next contract and then have to trade for that, it makes things more um, more difficult. Um, but no, I mean, it was a great goal by Timo Meyer. Timo Meyer is great. I mean, Timo Meyer and Eric Carlson have kept this team watchable. I, I, that's, I mean, that's reality. I if you trade both those players and if you have to trade if you trade one I think you have to trade both in my opinion because it's just what are you doing if you don't um and yeah I shudder to think of what that team looks like I don't ugh, ugh. Mm. I think these shows suck <laughs> I mean I who who 
I mean, considering all the forwards were up, Gajevich is out with the injury, and and that's supposedly week to week. Uh, who are you calling up forward wise, Reedy? Cause like, oh, I don't know, man. Because obviously they don't want to call out the the kids. So I mean, I see. I Tony thought Max Niemi was going to have to like put on the skater skates and have to punch people in the face. I didn't realize that Hockenden <laughs> wasn't playing at first. Um, I don't know. I, who knows, man? Pick a guy, and that's who they'll call up. Like, pick a guy who's not. It's probably like CJC is going to give you the guy they're going to call up. No, that's true. He was up earlier in the year, too. Tony Couture saying, Gregory LeBanc, Sveshnikov ought to be sent down the AHL. Bring up Bordalo, Eklund, and Agazino from the AHL. Is Agazino even on yeah, he's on a Yeah, he's on an NHL deal. He can come so up. he could come up, too. So, yeah. You know, although, uh, although, being at his age, when you went to send him back down, someone might scoop him up on waivers and send him to their AHL team. Yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty much it. Uh, Gensel would add an empty netter. Crosby would get a third point on that one. Raquel would also get a third point as well. Uh, Sharks lose this one. Uh Three to one, almost made it four to one, but you know, Bluger can't can't hit the net to save his life. It's kind of like Tomas Hurdle, to which Ao one Look, two three four five says, "My guys, Whoa. we've all been there. Guys that can't score on Valentine, we've all been there. Unless you're Timo Meyer. Well, he obviously scored. You know, he he had one kid, and and the second one's on the way. I hear nothing. I, I la 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 la. You know, uh, Al." Good to see you, bud, in here. Uh, we miss you, man. Get you get on the show soon, please. Ian needs a night off. Nah. <laughs> uh, would love to know what LeBanc had over DW to get his contract. Been a ghost for two years. I mean, <sighs> you, you ask, you ask, uh, if you ask some coaches, it's been the same same thing. Uh, I look. I don't know. I think. Here, here's the thing, right? And it's the I, I I feel bad because I feel like I'm at the point of the season now where I feel like I should just have like the book of Ian and we can just read from the book of Ian. The book of Ian, book two, chapter three. Uh, oh, God. This is the third coach that, you know, Kevin LeBanc has had these issues with. So what the hell's going on? Um, but he's also, in my opinion, too talented of a player to be playing five fucking minutes a game. Like just fucking trade him already. Although... I, or I, I don't know. Kevin LeBanc's a guy who, honestly, you think because of his big nasty contract, you, you, you know, you think, okay, maybe we, um, maybe we trade him. Maybe no one's going to take him because of that contract hit. And I wouldn't retain on, um, on a Kevin LeBanc trade because Kevin LeBanc has, as I scroll through crap, he has two years left on his deal, but and now you're saying, okay, but you know, you could retain a little bit on that and it would be fine. It's only two years, right? However, however, now I got to find the other tools as I do this on however, the fly. However, two years left. Should you, um, where's the bio calculator? Ke Kevin LeBanc's bio this summer is nothing. There it is, bio calculator. Kevin LeBanc. 
amazing YouTube, Ian typing, Ian <laughs> thinking out loud. But I mean, it's it's one of those things that comes up. I mean, obviously, a Vlasic buyout is is more popular than anything. But so if you bought out Kevin LeBanc, if we bought him out when June 15, 20, this is twenty twenty three. Yeah. So if you bought him out this year. Uh, what do we got here? Buyout results. So you'd have only have one year left on his deal. You would pay, um, you would pay Kevin LeBanc eight hundred thousand to not play your team for your team next year. Two million against the cap the year after is kind of steep. So maybe maybe that would make you. But again, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, so I guess if you can retain, maybe you do that. But like, I don't know. Retain for one year get hit over the cap for two years are going to be terrible anyway at this point like again he's just he's taking up a roster spot you have a coach that clearly has no interest in using him like at some point like mike greer has to address this i mean you have to because it's not just him but sveshnikov 548 that's on you greer uh who's 733 for stephen lawrence that's now Robert Caldwell saying too. that Kevin LeBanc's contract isn't even that bad. I would I would disagree, my friend. And it's not like, and I'm not calling you it individually. I think that the problem with the salary cap, but the way it is, obviously with COVID impacting it the way it has, Kevin, the the problem is is you have to pay your your big guys, right? And your big guys are going to eat a lot of cap, but you have a lot of good players that I would call good players. They're not elite. They're just good. Kevin LeBanc is good player. He's a good hockey player, but he makes almost five million dollars. Like, yeah, you can you can you can point and be like, oh, there are girls makes eleven point five. But I, I'm telling you right now, if you go through every team, it's the guys making five that are murdering their teams. For the ROI for guys making like five million dollars on their salary cap, those are the contracts that are fucking teams over right now because they're paying too much for good players. And and the bank and the, the league is littered with guys like this right now. It's it is. Uh, obviously, I think they're expecting more out of him. Obviously, um, they they got all excited of game seven. Yes, Jerk, did someone say game seven? And, and expected you know an influx, but I think the whole time, and, and I think David Quinn mentioned it a whole lot more throughout the course of the season, is that he has to learn to play the right way. Now, if that means he yes, has to be the grit. The grit the defense, you know, to eliminate anything offensive ability whatsoever. Like these, it's, all it's, these coaches it's like meritocracy, but at the same time, but at the like it's a meritocracy, right? But at the same time, in this meritocracy, when it's time to call guys up, it's Nick Cheek and CJC. So, take that what you will. Yeah, because it's, it's not like. You could call up you could call up a guy like Bordelow, who I think has been very good all year, and I've been on the record saying Thomas Bordelow has been very good all year, and you could call him up and you don't have to send him through waivers, right? Like it's not you're not going to lose him by calling him up, but it's fine. Meritocracy for sure to play the right way, and like I'm not again, and I don't want to come off here like I'm super defending Kevin LeBay because I'm not because again at the end of the day this is coach three that we've ended up in this situation at the same time of the year with Kevin LeBanc. But I just think like it's unfortunate because you have this guy who I think if you 
did try and move him right now, you're probably moving him at a loss. And it's it's unfortunate we let it get to this point. Like I just and I understand that my, when Mike Greer came in, like obviously he wanted to give some guys a chance to, you know, find find their way. New coach, new GM, find their way, see what you have. I don't know, but like I feel like this is something after two coaches where maybe you should have made a move sooner. I don't know. It's hard. Yeah. It's, it's tough to say. Cause again, you, you saw so much potential from him early on that there was that possibility. He could flourish into something else, but maybe he just had, look, I mean, I think I mean he was I with Jumbo he's... early on, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Yeah. And that helps too. Obviously. Right. right? Now, look at, and again, like the sharks, if they traded Kevin LeBanc for anything right now, I mean, it's a win. Like, he's a guy who they brought up. Fifth-round pick. I mean, it's fine. I just, again, I don't really, again, I don't want to super sit here and pretend like I'm defending Kevin LeBanc because I have questions. But I do think that, you know, have to, like the second power play unit that they've been rolling out is fucking laugh-out-loud funny, and you can't find a spot for Kevin LeBanc on there. Like, there's just, it's... I think everyone's it's it's one of those situations where I think everyone is dumb. I think coaches are dumb. I think the players dumb. I just think the whole fucking organization is kind of dumb at this point. But yeah, I just I don't know, man. I have a lot of fingers to wag at a lot of people. Do, do you want to get that off your chest right, right now or? No, I mean, what, what the fuck? no, <laughs> what's the point? I mean, I, I have get to, that I have to keep going. something in the bank for later so i'm not i just like i just think the whole situation is just kind of dumb at this point right right you have this guy who can't get in the lineup when he does get in the lineup he gets minimal time and isn't put in a position to succeed like, like again you you look at some of the players that were playing on that second power play unit um like who's on the second power play unit not this game but last game i gotta find a tweet here from you do that, and I will say, all right, so the Sharks lose this one 3-1 <laughs> to one to Pittsburgh. Uh, they still have five wins at home, uh, as we mentioned before. Easily the, the worst home team in the league uh, by a long shot. Anaheim's the next closest at nine. And, you know, for every good that's happened with the Sharks lately, it just seems like there's a tough spot that make them fall back into I mean, what, three wins in their last four games uh, coming into tonight, and, and then this so, like, this was this was a couple of games ago, right? Because this is from February 12th. This is from J.D. Young, our friend J.D. Young over at Locked On Sharks. Hi, J.D. Power play two. Benino, McDonald, Benning, Lindblom, and Isimont. You can, mm. you're telling me you can't fit Kevin LeBanc on that fucking gong show of a power play line? Considering he scored power, uh, four power play points in five minutes. Well, it doesn't even matter. Just in general, like look. But I mean, who on that who on that line screams playoff specialist to me? Like to you? Nobody. Bingo. Nobody. Bingo. I mean, read read the forwards again. You have you have AC Mono Lindblom. Isimon. So you have two bottom six forwards on your second power play. 
You have you have and, you have and you're, like, what, your third pair three of bottom defensemen? six forwards. On a normal team would be three bottom six forwards. True. And you have Joey McDonald, which I haven't seen enough Joey McDonald to really shit on him, but I've seen way more of Matt Benning than I think any of us want to. And we got three more years after this one. Woohoo! <laughs> but in a way, uh, not to call the Sharks out for anything, but in a way, is that somewhat proof that they're tanking? Because, I mean, that power play is putrid. Their power yeah, but I mean, who else is, I mean, but but at the same time, right? Like, so what's your first power play? It's going to be Couture. You know, I mean, it's just a problem of having, like, you're elevating bottom six players into your top six by necessity. One, because you decided you just never want to see one of them again. And for the rest of them, you know, <laughs> you only have so many to go around until we and we trade Timo and then we're going to have even less of them. What's power play one? I mean, Couture, Meyer, Hurdle, Carlson. Who's on the other point? Or is it Couture on the point? I mean, that's that's that to me kind of... I mean, if you're front-loading your, your top power play, okay, I get why you'd be the second you would be sure. like that. But if if somebody like Barabanov isn't getting much time on the power, on the top power play, I mean... Well, I've seen, I'm, I'm sure... I don't know who's on it. I'm sure he is. Like, I'm sure they're just loading it to, you know, Couture, Barbie, Timo, Hurdle, Carlson, probably is what they're rolling on their top unit. Yeah, and if going, I'm guessing, I don't know. Yeah, going I, four forwards like, and a defenseman it makes sense. I don't know. I'd have to go back and look. I just, I just saw that JD had tweeted out that line from like another thing, and then when you look at today, and it's like, you know, um, again, he played five minutes because he doesn't play the right way. But whatever, it is what it is. Like again, I, I hate this because it makes it sound like I'm defending Kevin LeBanc, and I'm not really defending Kevin LeBanc. I'm, I'm no, again, no, no, I kind of no. think everyone's dumb at this point. He's oh. dumb for whatever he's done to to wind up in the doghouse for the third straight year with the third straight coach. And, you know, three, four years, like, he's dumb for that. And, you know, and the coaching staff's dumb at this point for, for rolling out that second power play with a straight fucking face. Right. <laughs> and, well, let's be honest here, uh, it, it's it's nothing pretty to look at. Uh, hell, I'd, I'd be curious to pull up the stat of, when the second unit actually scored a goal. It is I, it is, man. I yeah. don't know anymore. Yeah. So I don't know. This is dumb. <laughs> it's dumb, but He's you know, dumb. The show is no, I'm just kidding. Hey, <laughs> Ain't it easy over there. Uh, so I know you did technologist the other night and, uh, and I did. And, and you, you kind of talked about, look the, at me. I'm the technologist now. Oh boy. Jerk. Watch out. AJ, your thoughts on that? Oh, <laughs> hell no. Yeah, okay. Yeah, well, of course. Uh, but uh, the whole Carlson rumor thing, there's no way that, that Edmonton's going to be able to do this. Or oh, if Toronto. there's a GM dumb enough to do it, it is Ken Holland. I don't know. Again, here here's the thing, right? Because I feel like if you're going to trade Timo, then you have to trade Carlson too. Like just at that point. Explain that in that that explain that to you well it's simple because like if you're going to trade if you're trading eric carlson you're gonna to have to retain salary 
if you're retaining salary for four years left on Eric Carlson's deal to the tune of four to five million dollars, then what's the point of keeping Timo? This team is going to not only be good, but completely cap hamstrung. It's going to have any raises in caps completely negated by dead cap for the next four years. If it's going to be four years before this team even considers turning around, then what the fuck's the point of keeping Timo at that point? Keep, get rid of him with whatever return you get for Eric Carlson and then use that, all that draft capital to start building for when your team is going to come out of cap hell, which is what they will be in if Eric Carlson's traded. Simple, and, really. And, and salary tension. Well, that's what I'm saying, because you're going to have so much dead cap for four years. Because you already have, like, you have dead cap still on the books for Jones, which you had to do. Brent Burns, look it, they had to move some cap off that, the the, the blue line. They had right. way too much cap tied up in the blue line. Burns made the most sense to move. He's He's going to be, you know, he's at the end of his deal. He's at the... You know, he's he's approaching the the twilight of his career. I, I think that's fair. You know, not everyone ages like Joe Pavelski. In fact, most players don't. Right. So at that point, like you have dead cap there. You have dead cap. You have um, what else do you have dead cap from? I had it up. You know what I mean? So if you're going to do that and if you're going to add Eric Carlson dead cap to that, too, not only that, you're, you're going to pay Eric Carlson four million dollars to not pay for you, which is mwah, cap management. Um, yeah, you still, you, you know, you still have a little bit of Martin Jones money, um, on the cap, although it's not that bad. It's 1.6 million, but you know what I mean? Like if you're going to have that much dead cap and you're going to play, pay good players to not play for your team, then what's the point of keeping Timo? This is that you only keep Timo if you think that you can fudge things and turn them around quickly. Mm-hmm. But if you, if you're, if you are trading Eric Carlson, you are, waving the white flag for four years. Yes. Right? You're, and, and, for four and, to five years, you're waving the white flag. You're, you're so basically point, saying this is what a the mess. What's the point? Yeah. No, Why I... Why Timo Meyer at that point? Uh, I, I get that point because as much as... As Strick has mentioned how, you know, you'll be looking for a Timo Meyer in the draft for over the yeah, years. Yeah, but you want to... But you want but you want that Timo Meyer when you're... You want your team to be good when it comes out of the, out of the rebuild. And... You know, I Timo Meyer is a young guy, so it's not like he's the you know those four years are going to end and Timo's going to be on the ice in a walker. But you've already wasted the best years of his career. Yeah, and he's been a hell of a player this year. Uh, I I, again, I don't think I don't think Carlson's getting moved. I'll be shocked if I have to come on here and do a show about Carlson getting moved because one, it'll be me eating crow for a half an hour after basically saying this year like. Guys are idiots. But then again, like I said, if there's a GM dumb enough to do it, Ken Holland is high on that list. Look, Ken Holland, a lot of pressure, man. You want to talk about wasting wasting prime years of a, of a good player. Oh, God. Or two good players. Oh, hell, Nugent Hopkins has had a hell of a year, too. Yeah, yeah, but um, Nugent Hopkins isn't isn't Connor McDavid. No, I, no, totally, totally. But, I mean, uh, again, had had a... Uh... Has had a pretty solid year for Edmonton, and Robert Cardwell was saying, 
McDavid and Drysdale were rumored to be talking to Holland about needing a puck-moving defenseman. I think that's why they're even yeah, trying well, look to talk. Yeah, look, I I understand from from their from from their perspective, I understand because again, those guys are those guys know their window to win is now. I understand them wanting to pressure Holland to make moves that actually help their team and help to to put them over the edge. Um my concern would be and look at I everyone knows that I'm an Eric Carlson guy but I I don't have amnesia I remember how we got here with Eric Carlson as good as Eric Carlson has been this year it took us you know a couple of years to get here basically year 4 well right well I I'd say you know we had we had the one good year and then obviously kind of things went off the rail um covid season everything else but yeah, I mean, this is going to be the third year without playoffs in a row. Um, Four. I remember. I rem- you're right. And that's how long it's been. Um, <laughs> but I, re- I remember how we got here, right? That's My point is I remember how we got here. So that's why I, again, I think uh, a lot of people, although although if you're going to get someone to retain cap and maybe you get a third team in to eat some cap, that's always a possibility too. I understand that. I just wonder if that, hurts the sharks at all if the sharks have to not get as good a return if they're including a third team to help eat cap i wonder i wonder how that works like i'd like to see that trade in action to see how that goes now and robert had mentioned that before the a third trade partner now do you have to gi- you have to give something to that third team as well because isn't that how stefan nason got moved to toronto in uh i think it was the yeah yeah yeah, yeah exactly. deal with columbus yeah. Yeah, they can't just eat cap and get nothing. They have to get something out of the deal. But that's fine. I mean, you can flip them anything, right? You could, True. You could flip them. I don't know. You you could flip them some guy that's on a. You could flip them Scott Reedy. There you go. It's just the guy from the guy. I'm factor. just trying to think. Right. I'm just trying to think of a guy. Right. Yeah. And I just used him as just an example of a guy who, you know, you 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 give them. Scott Reedy, who who hasn't, you know, who's played a little bit for the Barracuda this year. But again, you know, another guy who's coming up on a pending RFA, you know, pending RFA with arbitration rights that maybe they keep, maybe they don't. And you just flip them overboard in that deal to, you know, over to whoever's eating the third cap. I don't know. They do have to get something out of the deal, whether it's from us or from Edmonton. I don't know. That again, I'd like to see that trade and the trade happen. It's easier to. I have a hard time. Ima- I don't have a good imagination. <laughs> that this is the problem. I don't have a good imagine. I have. I'm good at analyzing things. I'm not good at making stuff up. Well, I. <laughs> It'd be nice to dream of of some things, and and, and fortunately, uh, dreaming of a big shiny thing coming to Silicon Valley for his. Uh, it's uh, really uh, seems like years away. And if it's years away, then, yeah, you, you maybe go for uh, for a deal. Uh, granted, New Jersey wants final say. Oh, because, you know, that's fine. Yeah. And look at it again, like uh, and again, I was just using Scott Reedy as an example of just a guy. Right. No, like, totally. I'm not advocating for 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 shoving Reedy overboard. I was just using him as an example. So we'll see uh, how it goes. I mean, what's today's February 14th. So we're, we're about, what, 17 days away from the trade deadline. 
you know it's going to get crazier. Meyer is the number one guy on TSN's trade bait board. Uh, Carlson keeps moving up because, yeah, you hear pe- things like, oh, they, if, if Edmonton had Eric Carlson, there's their missing piece. Sure. Right. And that's and that's the thing, right? Like you obviously you're trying to look at if, if and if you can get this Eric Carlson for the rest of his contract, then great. Yeah. But I you know, I and again, I say this as a guy who loves Eric Carlson and I'll be sad to see him go. But I also understand the reality of the situation. So, you know, I, I would be very much buyer beware on Eric Carlson. Yeah, I mean, you've had one good year, but maybe that's where you try to, you know, prime it. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know. I'm curious. Like, there's a lot of rumors out there, obviously, and and you think of, like, all the wonderful stuff. But, again, I just I, – I, I don't know. I just feel like if, you, if, you're, if you're trading – if you're trading Eric Carlson, you, you, you should just trade both of them at that point. Because at, at that point, it, yeah. I don't think this is going to be <laughs> – quick yeah you're you're admitting that this is a multi this is rebuild. this is yeah this is this is more of a teardown than we thought it was which could be very scary at how this teardown is because it's already rough as it is to, uh, with everybody hasn't even started yet yeah, exactly i mean you're just getting into it, it's it, the, the scary teardown. thing is is because it's like this team has been it it's been I like look at I've I've enjoyed a lot of games this year, but I don't have to leave my house to watch them. I can sit here <laughs> in my office and throw the game on one monitor and throw Twitter on the other and and you know and have a and have a grand old time the majority of the time. Um, I'm not paying for parking and concessions and tickets and you know and those are the people that obviously the sharks have to worry about and the. The, the thing is, is it hasn't been a whole from I, I think for people going to games, it probably hasn't been a whole lot of fun, especially if you're spending a lot of money to watch this team win very rarely. And it would be hard for me to to take a call from a season ticket rep if the trajectory only seems like it's going to get worse from here. Yeah. Like and, and that's like and that's just that's business. That's a business reality, right? Um, it's easy for us to sit here with no, like, no, not to say that we have no financial investment in the team, but it's easy for for us to be like, just tear it down to the bolts and whatever, and you know, as long right. as we can come right. out of it with Connor Bedard and blah 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 blah, blah you know, then it'll be fine. Um, but you know, it's it's another, they like they have to balance the business um, of hockey with the with the thing. Although I always said, you know, I, I've been a long time proponent on this podcast that if you worry about the hockey side the business side will always sort itself out so even with the lack of attendance and everything like that yeah so. i don't know what do i know we'll see we'll see we are getting close to the trade deadline we'll see how it goes does he get resigned who knows so be with us along the way. If you haven't hit that subscribe button down below, make sure you do so. Of course, hit that notification bell. and That will notify you when we go live, whether it's after dark for the games. Of course, Pucknologist, the weekly roundup. And whenever news breaks, it's most we likely. It. That's right. With with alien tape and flex seal and, and crazy glue. 
may yeah. not look pretty, but it's getting it, fixed. It's not so. going to look pretty. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, but yeah, it, when news breaks, we'll fix it. Um, yeah. If uh, if you like what we do, um, you should follow us on the uh, Teal Town USA account on Twitter machine. Uh, tomorrow, the Barracuda are playing somebody. Um, I forget who. I think Ontario. <laughs> Um, but anyway, I'll be uh, tweeting about that tomorrow on the Teal Town USA account. So if you want to know what's going on with the uh, Barracuda, keep track of us on there. Yep. So uh, at Teal Town USA on the Twitter machine, uh, he's at Ian Bloggs Hockey on Twitter. I am at PuckGuy14 on there. In case you missed anything or you want to watch this again, check us out on TealTownUSA.com or your favorite podcatcher, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Odyssey. Of course, if you're watching us on YouTube, we encourage you to hit that like, subscribe, and notification bell. And of course, if you're watching us on the replay, leave a comment below as to your favorite location for Timo. Obviously, probably east, I would guess. I don't think you want to play in the west. And... And can no, I mean, when you hear like, I mean, it always makes me funny because now, like, the big rumors is like Vegas is getting in on the mix too. And like, I think that'd be that that would break my heart. Be like, how could they fit him in? One, yeah, but well, I mean, you know, they could figure that out next year after they long term injury reserve, um, Mark Stone, and that would make more than enough room for them to take Timo. And then they could worry about it next year. I'm sure they could throw another good player overboard for nothing. (laughs) No kidding. We'll send Jack Eichel over here. Who will be the next, uh, the um, Carolina Hurricanes won the lottery last time. I wonder who will win the lottery this time. Get get a really good player for future considerations. Right. So we'll see how that goes for sure. Uh, We will be back (coughs) with you. I'm good. He's getting choked up, folks, about Meyer and Carlson potentially leaving. And speaking of Vegas, that's the Sharks' next opponent on Thursday. Boy, howdy, they're going to take on Aiden Hill and and the Vegas Golden Knights and how uh, Aiden Hill has done uh, a pretty superb job and and why the hell did we let him go? Um, <laughs> oh, fuck that. Don't even start. Jesus Christ! I'm getting you set up for Landy on the Thursday. the moral of the uh, the moral of the podcast. The moral of this podcast is drink with your stomach, not your lungs. Please be careful, my friend. <laughs> uh, any final thoughts? Yeah, drink with your stomach, not your lungs. Write that down in your list of quotes, everyone. I'm at Puckguy14 on the Twitter and the Instagram. Hey, no matter what, a bunch of love, a bunch of gratitude to each and every one of you watching us and uh hope we had a nice nice tuesday or nice valentine's day uh and uh we'll be back with you thursday following sharks and golden knights that is a i believe a seven o'clock puck drop in vegas at t-mobile arena will there be a jerk bump we hope so so thanks for watching everyone we'll be back with you following that game and until next time keep it real Keep it teal. Keep it real teal. Have a great night, everyone. We'll see you Thursday.